Hello guys, I am currently setting up our connection with Eva. One second. Mer. to see all of your certifications everything <laughs> okay so, so i'm very excited because guys we're going to be talking about empathy today this was beyond a last second hey how you doing let's do this live together type thing i'm picking this kawaii little filter so you could see how adorable i would look if i was an anime character <laughs> And it looks like Eva's picking hers, too. So thank yeah, you guys yeah. so much for coming to this live. Um, this is going to be posted in the Kiara Spirituality podcast on Spotify, Apple, and pretty much anywhere that you can find a podcast. Um, we are talking about the different kinds of empaths today, at least from what I've been researching. For those of you that don't know what an empath is, I've kind of broken it down on Instagram um, in the little information slots that I put for post, but I'll put it here. An empath is a person who is seen as a uh, well-meaning, chaotic, and generous energy uh, absorber. So it's somebody who oftentimes help others and put their own needs behind so they can nurture whoever they're experiencing. I've noticed that there's been a misunderstanding across the platforms and just how vibrant spirituality is getting that empaths are kind of like compassion or like super powered energy connectors or something. But the misconception is so prevalent there. I feel like empaths are actually more um, people who when you're in a crowded room and you're witnessing all the people that are around you, you're actually absorbing the energy that they're putting out. So their emotions, maybe it's like a pit stomach issue, maybe they're anxious, maybe they're worried, maybe they're mad, maybe they're happy. And empaths actually take on that energy and it stores up over time. So they have a kind of a better understanding of emotions in general so i think that's more what an empath is what, what do you think yes it's interesting uh because when i first heard the term um i wasn't exactly sure what it meant so it was in context of narcissists and empaths it's like usually they come hand in hand because people are talking oh you're either an empath or you're either a narcissist you know and then at some point i didn't know on which scale i was because i thought that you know and like empaths understand you know uh, other people's emotions but then you were saying the compassionate and like you know that kind of really understanding and the narcissist is like the complete opposite of people who um you know, don't understand emotions. So like, it's interesting because when you're in, let's say in conflict with people and sometimes, you know, um, what they expect you to maybe, you know, pity them or kind of like be there in the, within their emotions and feel exactly how they feel. And if you're not poor, like if you're not jumping in, dive deeping and being angry with them, they might 
you know, say, oh, then you're a narcissist because you don't feel my feelings. And so it's interesting because, and, and I'm, I'm really interested in a, about what you're going to, you know, share with us today. Um, cause that's kind of where I'm coming from of what I know about, you know, empaths and narcissists, but what you're saying is there's like all these variations. So yeah, keep, keep going. <laughs> So from what I understand, um, there's different ways that we take on emotions. I had um, some clients that I've actually had this conversation spark, which is why I wanted to talk about it. I was told by somebody that I spoke to um, a couple of days ago that she said that from channeling, just from saying it out loud, and we don't know each other, I've never met her in my life, we literally just sat down and I held space for her while she was dumping her emotional, like, pain onto me and what she said to me is she said you're not an empath and I feel like I should really tell you that and as a life coach spiritual practitioner myself that's kind of like it took me aback because I thought well of course I'm an empath I can feel literally everything you're going through but the way that she explained it to me that sparked my interest in doing more research on it she said that when I sit with somebody I'm holding the space for them. I'm allowing them to feel what they're feeling without mirroring their emotions. I'm not showing them the same emotion. I'm just sitting there silently with a straight face, watching them, letting them dump, letting them express themselves. And she said that empaths would be overwhelmed by the chaos of the other person. So they'd actually be emotionally unsettled. They would be overwhelmed. They would be mirroring the emotions. They may cry. They may feel like all jumbled up inside and their brains running a million miles an hour because they're actually thinking about the emotions that the person's projecting, which I did not do and I do not do with my clients or anybody when I sit with their emotions. So she said that I might seem very powerful to people and be like really intimidating because I'm not mirroring emotions. So I'm actually just holding space for those feelings. So I did some research because from what I understand from empathy, it's when you actually are experiencing what the other person is feeling. I experience what people are feeling, but I'm not portraying it back to them. It's almost mm -hmm. like I'm stealing their pain away and then transmuting it outside of me without taking it on. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, no, like what you said, I totally like resonate with that in the sense as a life coach myself, you know, is where we're not supposed to, I, I, well, I was taught that we're not supposed to dive in to people's emotions because we need, we need to allow people to come to their own conclusions to start, you know, thinking for themselves. But imagine if we dive deep into, you know, that sadness or the grief they're having, then we're just going to sit in that emotion and we're not going to get out of it. So in a sense, yeah, I agree that it's like, I feel and understand. I understand where you're coming from. I understand your feelings, but I'm not mirroring. That's a good way of expressing it. Um, I'm not showing it like in the sense. And it's interesting because I've had people in the past say that I'm emotionless or that I don't, I don't connect with emotions. And it's like, no, I'm actually listening to you. I'm allowing you to express your feelings. So I am present with you, but I'm not diving deep because I'm not going to, uh, you know, be angry with you because we're not going to go anywhere, right? you got to express because when you feel, you heal, right? 
So you got to feel it. And I, and it's, it's like gossiping when some people just go for the gossip because they want people to, uh, you know, acknowledge them in the sense that they agree with you, but it's not about just agreeing on things because then you're not solving the problem or you're not healing. You're just sitting in it. Right. <laughs> yes, dude, this is exactly like I've been experiencing this with the drama lately, which is why I wanted to do this live. Because like, okay. I feel like, what was it? Perfect timing. Like, literally, we were just talking about it. And it's, it's just like, because this was so spontaneous, right? And yeah. yet it's so relevant right now. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, today is a new moon um, solar eclipse, a partial solar eclipse. It's in Scorpio. So if you think about the new moon portion, which is just a Scorpio energy, it's about purging, it's about releasing, it's about transformation, it's about destroying and then re regrowing something. The, the three parts of Scorpio are the scorpion, that transforms into the snake that sheds its skin and turns into the eagle. So the three parts is this movement to letting go and, and purging and releasing. And on top of it, you have a solar eclipse. So the solar eclipse is holding space in the masculine. The solar energy is because it's uh, the sun is actually behind the moon. So you see the little glow on the outside and whatnot. Whereas the lunar eclipse that's coming up on November 5th, uh, you'll actually see that the moon and the sun switch spots. So you'll see the projection with a dark shadow. So the difference in the solar energy with what we're dealing with is everybody's seeing their drama play out right in front of them. You're getting instant karma. You're getting instant payback. You're getting instant realizations because we're not being allowed to let this shit slide anymore it's like you have to see like what you're putting out so that you can receive it back immediately and with what we're talking about with empathy and the drama and stuff you're saying that people and i agree people that hear about drama and they feel they have one side to it they want re like re, re uh, what's that called um reaffirmed they want to be uh valued for what they're thinking and they want people to side with them but there's two parts of the issue there's two people that are a part of the problem and it's not fixing the problem it's just spreading the knowledge of the original problem to everybody to get other people's emotions involved instead of dealing with the main issue that is the most important thing to deal with and i think that this is showing up in a lot of people's lives It's showing up in marriages it's showing up in your relationship to your children who think differently than you it's showing up in friendships where people are seeing like I actually don't want to be friends with this person anymore because I'm not aligned with who they are anymore but instead of dealing with the issue which is within ourselves we're putting our emotions in the air not knowing where it's going to land or how it's going to affect other people we're just throwing it out there so then these people that are super impasse which I'll explain the two really quick from what I understand, being a spiritual practitioner, there are two kinds of empaths by the actual word. There's the pure empath, which is someone that absorbs the emotions and reflects the emotions outwardly to other people that are not their own feelings. And then there are the super empaths or the hyper empaths, as I call them. And the hyper empaths actually, not only do they absorb the feelings and the emotions, they catalog it subconsciously. 
And then when somebody comes to them with similar emotions that they've experienced, they automatically mirror a past experience with that feeling where they either put up a wall, they either react harshly, they either self-destruct or they like hide from the problem and they just clam up and close off. So you have the two, the one that's like super reactive to the emotions or the one that just mirrors the emotion in the moment. Is that interesting? Yeah, I haven't like, I haven't heard about different kinds of empaths. So it's interesting, you know, to just hear this and then kind of, yeah, see where you, where I've experienced it maybe in my life, you know? Because I feel like a lot of people are trying to categorize what their feelings are. So I went a little bit deeper down the rabbit hole and I wanted to talk about these other types of empaths or people that feel very strongly towards emotional reaction. There's something that I've called a shadow path, but they're called dark empaths. So if you haven't heard of a dark empath, a dark empath is somebody that is intimidating to narcissistic people, whereas an empath is attractive to a narcissist because a narcissist will come to an empath because they know that they'll get nurturing validation healing control whatever with the shadow path or a dark empath they can sense the narcissist before they even show up and they will automatically shut them down so it's an it's a narcissist's like worst nightmare because the shadow path will basically feel tell them exactly what's going on with their emotions and then cut them out of their life. Isn't that that's, cool? Yeah, that's interesting because I feel like, yeah, people, I think people come to me because they feel comfortable and stuff. But then when, they, when it gets to a point where, uh, you know, I can sit and listen to people, but if it's always repeating itself, like let's say if narcissist like has their problems repeating and repeating, then I kind of, as, as a life coach, you know, I'm not have, in a sense, I don't jump on board with those emotions, right? So I was like sitting and I'll ask questions and this really triggers, you know, some people. I've had that happen before when I was like, I, I, I kind of coached some, a friend and it was like we went live once and the person got quite triggered um, by some things, that, you know, that I guess I reflected, which was interesting. Um, so I, I, I relate to what you just said, actually. I met a client of mine who was a gentleman that was like, he was portraying like a hyper impasse, which uh, impasse can be attractive to people like they have a charm to them. But the way you can tell that there's more of that dark empath uh, within yourself too. This is for you guys to figure out like, what are you? Who are you? What type of empath am I? But if you're a shadow path, the like telltale traits are you don't put up with people's shit, even though you can feel it, you don't put up with it. You not only reflect their other people's emotions, but you're reflecting it to the, the darker aspect. So they have to look at their own shadow instead of look at what positivity you could reflect back. I feel like empaths, like traditional empaths, regular empaths, they project a more positive aspect of the emotions that like re reassurance right whereas a shadow path shows you your shadow literally 
So you're looking at your pain and it can be uncomfortable, especially for narcissistic people, because um, based off of what I understand with narcissists, they have this um, insecurity, self-destructive traits. Um, they're looking for people to build them up because they can't like do it themselves. They're constantly in a state of uh, healing. They're constantly trying to work through their issues and they usually use other people to fix it for them instead of healing themselves. So I don't know, you know, to me, I wouldn't necessarily want to assist a narcissistic person because it can become this constant, uh, oh, I need your help with this. Oh, I need your help with this. Oh, you can't work with anybody else. You know, I feel like that's kind of the narcissistic dances. They just, they're very codependent. Whereas an empath, their energy is so absorbed by all these emotions that a lot of time they like to be in their own area. They like to have their space. They'll go out and they'll experience people a lot, but if they get overwhelmed, it's almost like shell shock and they have to go back and recover and heal. Yeah. I feel like, I know, I feel like you could bounce between different, like, like I guess it depends on different people and what they bring out of you. You can kind of dance around being, you know, empathetic or like maybe super hyper, you know. But um, yeah, but it was interesting what you said, like this kind of like wanting to be alone, which is interesting because what since my spiritual awakening, I feel like I went into like a self isolation period. So since then, I feel like. I want to be more alone and focus on myself. And I do enjoy networking events. Like I went to one today, I really enjoyed it because I bumped into people I knew and the people were friendly. But the last networking event I went, it just felt really like off. I just felt like everyone was nervous and like I could feel the room, you know? And I was just like, I didn't feel like chatting with people. Um, and so it depends like, uh, yeah, I guess, scenario and who's there like the energies you just feel them and so sometimes like after like the event the previous event I'd be like no I want to go home now you know I don't really want to um but yeah so that was interesting that reflected that um I guess since my spiritual awakening I've been more actually I want to spend more time with myself rather than just go hang out with every single person that wants to hang out with me you know because I know that it it takes your energy right and i'm like always wondering like what are people's intentions for hanging out with me like is this really are we just going to do surface talk or is this like actually a connection you know right and that's why like the purpose of this for you guys especially is so that you could bring awareness to not only what you are what you witness in other people and who you should keep around you because i'm not saying that you know narcissists or shadow paths and I have a couple others that we're going to talk about that are a little intense. I'm not saying that any of these people types are bad. It just is if, as soon as you're aware of what you experience or what you are, you can change it or transform it or heal it or move it within yourself. So the purpose of this is to bring awareness so that maybe if you have some of these personality traits, you're aware of what you're doing to other people and you can work on some things within yourself so that you can actually make yourself more attractive and appealing to other people and actually connect on a better level instead of a surface level with these different people. So when we're talking about the narcissism, I'm going to actually go into a conduit because I feel like narcissists are also attracted to conduit people. 
So a conduit by definition in spirituality is a specific object, person, location, or process that's using channeling, trance state, or psychedelics to connect to a metaphysical plane. So a conduit is somebody that can take on other people's energy and they can actually change their energy within the other person. So for example, if me and Eva are hanging out on this chat and we're talking and we're not having a good time, we're starting to get uncomfortable, we feel kind of weird, a conduit can change the other person's emotion through either a trigger word subconsciously, like maybe they say something that makes you feel good, like, oh, you look so beautiful today. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, that feels better. And they just oh, I just yeah. I just had a moment. I just yeah. had a moment. Uh, I really. Uh, I was reminded when I was talking to a friend, and we were talking about finances, and I was like super anxious and stressed about the topic. But then we started talking about like manifestation, and then uh, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm manifesting like van life or something." And suddenly, like I was shaking, like anxious, like kind of physically shaking. And then when I thought about van life suddenly this shaking stopped and I was like smiling and like imagining myself like living in a van or something. And it was just instant. And my friend was like, like so confused, like what just happened? Like, oh, so you're not anxious anymore. It's like, I wonder, yeah. if they, I wonder if they were like uh, some kind of conduit or if you take on like a conduit type. I think we talked about that before. Maybe you are like a mixture of a couple of different things. So that conduit energy, you change your own energy, which is very in interesting. Yeah, I think I think it was more I did it because the other person was very confused, like what just happened. But I know that, you know, I, 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 I specialize with thought processes. So I help people like change and reframe their mindset. So when it comes to thoughts, like literally, if you're thinking a negative thought, like my, your energy or my energy will just like go with that thought, you know, instantly I feel bad maybe because I'm like, oh, I'm not good enough. And I'm like, feel really bad. But then if I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm learning so much, suddenly energy, like my, my emotions, like people can read me like a book because when I'm happy, I am happy. And when I'm sad, I'm sad. And I can switch really quickly. Like suddenly, like if I'm, I'm walking down the street with someone and I'm like, oh, look, it's a tree. And then I'll just like, suddenly, you know, this, like, I, I just switch so quickly, you know? I feel like um, in the, like the media world, uh, actors, you know, mm people who work in that field, musicians, they have to hold like a conduit energy because they have to learn how to like adapt right as soon as they possibly can and show up and put on a face and then move. So I would say that naturally people who are not in a business that requires you to switch so much, like a therapist or like an actor or something, um, I feel like by nature, you are a conduit. So you're actually, when you walk in the room, you have a presence, people witness you, they see you, that is conduit energy. And you can change the room specifically because you know that you're aware of that ability or you just change it by being there. You create some kind of presence and then everybody changes. So that's a conduit. That's not necessarily an empath. You're not, it's not that you're picking up what people are feeling in the room necessarily. You're changing the room's emotions, if that makes sense. Now let's talk about absorbers. <laughs> this is another intense being type that 
constantly talk about that is misconstrued. I'm sure you guys have heard of the term energy vampires. Yes. An energy vampire, if you don't know what it is, is a person or an entity that comes into your space and they actually steal your feelings. So they'll steal your happiness, they'll steal your positivity, they'll steal your glory, your pride, they'll steal whatever your higher good energy is and they'll take it on to themselves. Um, so I call them absorbers to be nice instead of energy vampires, because I think that there are some people that don't know that they're doing this. I think that we've met some people, even in like middle school or growing up, that when they come into the room, they make you feel really bad randomly. They just pull your energy into like a toxic feeling and you you're kind of like, oh, I don't like being around this person because I'm always sad when I'm around them or they always take from me. They always make me feel like bad about my, my success or something, right? So in when there are these people that probably know this about themselves and they wish that they were different, right? They're like, I don't like going into a place or a, a you know, like a work or anything and making people feel like they're targeting me because I'm not happy and there's something going on with me what's wrong with me right so it's just taking accountability that your emotions are super super effective you're taking other people's positivity so you can actually become a conduit i think instead of an absorber a conduit is extra right and an absorbo is intro right because you're pulling it in so i think that if you're aware of that you can actually switch it up and you can absorb people's negativity so you can make them laugh, you can shift their thought process, kind of like a therapist. I feel like a lot of therapists and psychologists are uh, natural energy vampires in a good way, because I think that they're taking all of that negativity from somebody and helping them kind of reestablish positivity in them. So if you are this kind of person where you're absorbing the energy or the emotions from somebody else, just Take note of it, be aware of it, and figure out how you'd like to use that to your example. Um, pra practice like mindfulness, like, oh, I'm aware that this is happening. Oh, I made this person feel bad. Oh, this energy changed, whatever, right? And then don't try to give validation to other people about like, oh, whoops, you know, I took this from you. Actually just shift it and give them positivity instead. Just shape the situation if that makes sense. Mm. <laughs> have you met someone like this yeah i'm just thinking because like I, I what i was thinking was you know the people who absorb or you know create like a heavy space when you're around them is i think a lot of these people they don't know they're doing it in the sense that they're just like not miserable in their life, but in, in a way think that life isn't that great. So they just like have this already this strong belief that nothing works out for them. So they create this almost like this magnetic field of like, you know, this, this darkness or this shadow. So when obviously when you're around them and they just, you know, it's like you try to make them smile or you, you even try to, you know, connect with them. And they're just not willing to connect, right? They're just like, what's the point? And so obviously it's going to drain your energy. I, I feel like these people, they're, they're not very aware 
or conscious. They're definitely not awakened because if they were awakened, they would know that, you know, they shaped their life. So I feel like these are people who are still at the unwilling stage to change yet. They're very, like, they're not, yeah, they're not there yet. They're just stuck in there. This is what life looks like. I can't change it, you know? You and so... Like this whole thought of law of attraction because I feel like the people that are the absorbers like they literally could make law of attraction their mantra so I think it's like what you said if they were able to reframe what they would like to attract then they would absorb that towards them they would create some kind of magnetism so I feel like what you're saying is it's possible that in order for them to grow and like heal and whatnot they should learn more about how their thoughts are affecting their life and get into the law of attraction and being able to work with, oh, if I'm attracting all this negativity, then I can attract all this positivity. Yeah, exactly. It's like, but because these people don't believe in themselves, they're not likely to do have that reframe. It's like, oh, but this is what who I am, or this is what I am. This is my situation. Oh, because this, because that. So they're always looking outside that of cir the circumstances uh, are defining their lives, you know, and they're not realizing that actually it's their thought about the circumstance that is creating the result, you know, their outcome. How would you like, how would you help someone like that? Or like, what would you offer as a tool for them? Yeah, so I guess what I'm saying is that some people are so deep with it that you there there's no point with people who are really like i can't change anything with them it's not about trying to reframe you you gotta meet them at their level and um you know sometimes people their first step is they just need to be heard they just need to be loved you know because like what because they you know the anger or the sadness will override and it builds it builds it builds and then once they actually release that anger that that emotion that's when they're more likely to listen to new opportunities or in new ways of thinking but if they're not if they're not you know if they keep denying the themselves and their emotions then if they can't connect with that then they're unwilling you cannot reframe because they're so stuck in no life's like this. There's, I can't change this. So it's about meeting them at the level they are at and allow them to connect with their emotions and express themselves first before you can move, you know, anywhere beyond that. I almost feel like this creates the idea that like these different people that are able to absorb or, or move or feel or experience emotions in different ways can help each other in like different formats. Like I feel like for the, the people that are empaths, I don't think it would serve them to hold space for narcissist or energy vampire type people, because I think that that would be like toxic for both parties. But I almost feel like, like a catalyst or like a spiritual uh, shadow path, like somebody who deals with shadow can actually help these people dig deep and they have to do the work themselves, especially if you are like narcissistic or have like the tendency to make a room really tar like hard and dark. 
I think that those people really have to sit with what's the problem? Like, why am I feeling the way I feel and what caused it so I can actually move through it? And then I could seek out whatever I need in order to change or reframe whatever's going on in my reality. Yeah, it's got to come, as I said, with willingness. If you're willing to look at something and explore it, that's when you can start, you know, changing. And I think for some people, it's like they just have to hit rock bottom. Like the, whatever you say won't do anything until they hit rock bottom and they realize this is not what I want anymore and the survival mechanism kicks in. And when your instinct kicks in, it's like you're, you know, you you start acting. Like, you know how people have breakups and suddenly it's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to take action. They go, go to the gym every day and suddenly they like change their life because they had to hit rock bottom to get themselves out there. Um, and yeah, that's sad because you have to wait for so long until you hit that rock bottom before you go up, you know, sometimes it takes ages for people to get there, but you don't really need to, you know, hit rock bottom, but sometimes that's the eye opener, you know? And that actually leads into a catalyst, which is really cool. Most likely, uh, you've heard the term of like a guru or like a spiritual leader, but a catalyst is somebody that actually um, participates in some kind of high level change in your life. It's that direct impact. So it's the person that shows you knowledge, authority, um, enabling you to the, to look at a different perspective or a different path opens up or something upon talking to them. Those are the catalysts. I think that people like that, it's a very hard road to be in because people who are the catalysts, they end up being um, nearly alone in their nature because it's the lone path. It's the one that shows other people how to get there. And a lot of times those catalysts don't always hang out with a lot of people because people are not on the same level. So if you're that kind of person that feels like you're innovative, you're transforming the people around you all the time, you're constantly changing, um, you're probably a catalyst instead of someone who's like, like an empathic healer. I feel like you're more like a catalyst because you're changing people dramatically without even trying. You're just showing up, giving them the right advice, and then it moves them towards that next path in life. And I feel like this is part of the reason we want to talk about this, because all of these different types of emotionally connected beings, like different types of people, that archetype is to help you understand, like, you're not the only person out there that has these tendencies. A lot of People who are empathic feel like they're completely alone because they're like, oh, I feel other people's emotions and nobody feels what I'm feeling. It's not necessarily that they don't feel what you're feeling. It's just that you're more forward with understanding their feelings than they are. There are some empaths that run into each other on the street all the time that maybe it's a lifelong friend, but you guys are so invested in your emotional relationship or your relationship in general that you're not thinking about how is this going to affect the other person's feelings or emotions or thoughts or beliefs. You're thinking, oh, I like this person. I want to be in their life. Let's shoot the shit. And then you realize, oh, wow, I actually hurt their feelings or, oh, wow, I made them do that thing in life that made their life so much better. You know, that's kind of how I feel all this stuff plays into each other. We don't know how we affect each other and we don't know what somebody else is going through because we're only looking through the lens of our own 
experience. Yes, you can feel what other people are feeling, but you're not them. You're not feeling their exact reasons. You're not understanding how they think towards what they're feeling. So when you are this kind of person and you're showing up for yourself, just know that when you show up for you 100% authentically, you affect people around you in such a positive way. But if you're going within yourself and you're destructive and you're looking at what's going on in you and you're like, oh, I'm so sad. Why am I sad? I'm so angry. I'm feeling this. I'm feeling that. And you're not trying to change it, transform it, be aware of it. You're not going to get anywhere with the people around you. It goes within to go without, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like going within, like when you change yourself or, you know, how you speak to yourself is what you're going to reflect to other people, you know, and not everyone is aware of their, um, you know, I, I guess a lot of people, we go into these rooms um, and we just absorb what the energy that's there, right? So a lot of, uh, I guess, a lot of people, they're unaware of this, so they just, you know, take on board those emotions without really like knowing how to clear that or understand that it didn't come from them because it's sometimes, uh, you know, as you said, it's from other people. So it's not realizing that, yeah, we're not responsible in a sense for other people's emotions and we can't, we don't understand other people's, you know, thought processes. So it's always, what we can do is look within and understand why we are getting angry at someone else's comment or what like, or not even why, but just noticing and observing it. Because sometimes we can get stuck in like, oh, where did this come? I think once you start your spiritual journey and you know about shadow work, you can get stuck in, I need to fix and heal myself. And then you're, you're focusing too much on uh, what's wrong? Like, where did this come from? This thought, and you try to go to that core, but sometimes it's just about noticing. Like, oh, okay, I'm feeling this, and it's because of the because um, you know the circumstance, which would be I don't know, someone said this, and this, and then you go to your thought, and this is what I made it mean about me, or this is what I thought when the when this situation happened, but. Um, and that just shows you how you interpreted things. And then you, because of that thought, you've created that feeling. And then that feeling is like you take actions from that feeling, right? So when you're sad, you might identify so much with it. So you take actions that would reflect that. And so you're creating a result for yourself that is directly a proof of that thought that you just had. So this is what I te teach like once, once a week with um, some of my... Uh, film professionals but we go through like how they're interpreting a certain situation so like emotions a lot of the time are coming from you know those thoughts that we have um so yeah, yeah. and it's like the thoughts that we have about other people as well like the energies yeah it's like really hard for people because we do get very hooked on like if there's drama, we get hooked on if there's um, like something happening in somebody else's life. That's why we like these Kylie Jenner's and these, you know, Brad Pitt's and whatever, because it's like their experience in life is so much more appealing than dealing with our own reality. Mm -hmm that we're looking at what they're doing and seeing how that could affect us or like maybe we could be that or it gives you like an idea of living through somebody else instead of living through your own experience. 
that's why I think that understanding empaths or understanding what type of person that you are as far as an archetype is, whether it's the shadow path or the catalyst or if you're the absorber or something, I think each of these pieces helps you understand why you're looking outside of yourself instead of trying to fix what's going on here and making your reality that much more fun or whatever it is that you're trying to create. Because I think emotions are a huge part of the human experience. From what I understand, being like super metaphysical and messing with understanding like any type of spirituality there is, I read a lot about, you know, the other side. And if there is something like a Valhalla versus a heaven or whatever, or the other side, like spiritual world and whatnot, on the other side of anything outside of this reality, there's not really that feeling of emotion, you know, it's very different. Our emotions are very human. They're very a part of what our reactions are. And I think that when we understand our emotions and how to better deal with other people's emotions, we can not only enjoy each other, but we can enjoy ourselves. We can enjoy the, the life that's around us. But because we're so hooked on what things make us feel and we're trying to get like the biggest thing I've noticed, too, is people want relationships to work out like partnerships. They want to manifest like the perfect person that doesn't exist because we're human and we have these beautiful imperfections that make us amazing. If we were so perfect, the perfect relationship would be so boring. So people are <laughs> outside of themselves for that partner like oh I want my dream person I want my partner I want this magical somebody that's going to fix all the crap inside of me mm -hmm. and then, oh I need to fix myself so I can have a beautiful relationship with somebody else you know what mm -hmm. I mean I'm yeah. going to you guys this really quick because I think that she said this amazing and I'll definitely tag her in this but I had a client whose name uh, on her tag is goddess Athena she was an amazing uh, person to me. And this is what she said about empathy. It says here, um, empaths have a tendency to take on the problems of others as their own. It can be difficult for them to set boundaries for themselves and say no to people. It's also common for empaths to feel drained after spending time around friends, family, or even coworkers. People of the highest end of the empathic scale sometimes experience a lot of difficulty as a result of their ability to feel for others. Being empathic is a gift in many ways, but sometimes even a curse. Being an empath can cause a lot of distress. Empaths have a greater risk of taking on the problems of others, even when an empath knows that they should allow others to solve their own problems. The urge to help be very strong. Helping others, even against one's own judgment, can mean getting relief from the painful feelings of others' suffering, which makes it hard to resist. Empaths need to disconnect from the needs of others sometimes. So that's why I was like thinking... Everything that she mentioned, especially about how we get so hooked up on what other people are going through and their other experiences, or we think about somebody else that we really want, say, in a relationship, that it clouds who you are on the inside as a person. And you're like giving up parts of yourselves to whether it's your your mom that you're trying to better understand and better connect with or your father or your daughter or your son or like your partner that you're looking to get to. All of you should be focusing on what's going on inside of me that's going to make me stronger, that's going to make me move through my emotions better, and then 
see what the other person participates with your emotions. None of us are perfect. We all have flaws. We all go through so much that we don't even explain to each other. I mean, imagine living the first seven years of your life and you've already eaten and gone to the bathroom and sang and danced and whatever for years and you're only seven years old. But we don't give each other that credit of living through life. I'm 27 years old. I'm gonna be 28 in June. We don't give each other credit for living the lives that we live. Yeah, some of us have it easier than others, but you breathing every day and feeling all of the feelings that are inside this meat suit is such a substantial achievement, whether or not you've gone through immense amount of pain like myself, or if you were really honored to be someone famous, these people that you guys are idolizing, or you know, not all of you, but those of you that idolize these people that portray their lives via live or anybody that's not a big influencer, it's bullshit. Everybody's going through something. We all feel the same feelings. We get different experiences and that's why you need to honor what's happening in your own life right now that you can make your life so much better and playful and fun by taking a chance of actually making whatever it is you're looking for in your life come to happen. So like for you with doing a van life experience, if that's what you want, then that's what you need to bring into your life. For me, I'm going to take on a position as a big leader in the next couple of months and be a retreat healing specialist teacher in front of 30 plus women, right? So everybody needs to honor their experience. We have very, very hardcore life paths, whether or not it's easy or not for any of us. It's about honoring each other's feelings. You don't have to hold space for people if you don't want to. But if you hold space for yourself, then you may as well be holding space for other people. So if you have to create new boundaries, create a sense of self, love yourself more by taking the time to push away people that are toxic and not serving you, and actually focus on what you want in your life so that you can attract the people that matter to you. And those of you that are spiritual teachers, healers, leaders, if you are taking the time to hold space for somebody, understand that they just want to be seen, heard, loved, witnessed, and understood in a very lighthearted way. We don't have to know exactly what somebody else is going through. We just have to hold space for them so that they feel connected and expressive of themselves and they can work through their issues. We all need to take accountability for how we can show up for ourselves and actually do the internal work that somebody suggests or shows us through a negative experience. We need to take those experiences and change within our own self and everybody will really feel a lot better with each other. Because drama and toxic gossip and the toxic femininity and the toxic masculinity and all this crap that's happening is just toxic for everybody because we're all getting tied up in drama and bullshit and we should just be taking a responsibility and accountability for ourselves mm, yeah. and what really resonated when you were saying you know that there's so much focus on other people that we kind of forget about focusing on ourselves and it's not selfish it's you know we're stepping into what really truly matters to ourselves and you know and working through our stuff and it's like when we focus so much on like fixing other people or you know um doing things for them or kind of 
thinking about what they need, we're kind of losing ourselves a bit. And I think it's very, like, I, I notice sometimes, you know, with, with people you care about and love, it's very easy to fall into, like, doing things for them. And it's great when you can do things for other people and make them happy as well. The thing is, if you're starting to lose your, you know, you're, you're doing, you, you, there's a balance, right? You want to come from a place of love when you do you like when you do things for other people it's because you want want to like when it comes from that spark that like oh I want to buy this for someone because it'll really make their day then there it like there's a whole new energy that you give off rather than like oh I need to get this person this so they'll be happy you know and then and then it it just feels like it's a need then or like a must so it's like just noticing within yourself what's important to you because what's, you know, what's important to you is going to spark, you know, that joy and you're going to connect with, with that, you know, what your soul or connect with your higher self. And that's when you can then shine and help other people. And also when you're holding space, like you were talking about boundaries as well because like you can hold space for people but sometimes you need to hold space for yourself you got to take care of your own needs because if you're not like if you need the bathroom let's say you haven't eaten you're just like super tired because you've just you know done some worked for eight hours you're not going to be able to be in that mindset to hold space for someone you know but yes holding space for someone is great because then you allow them to also tap into their true selves and be themselves and in in a way it's like sharing or teaching other people to go back to themselves and sometimes that's why that's why having a a coach or like someone to like a guide or something can be quite useful because not everyone you know has the time to sit with you and hold space for you people like coaches are you know there specifically for that but um but yeah it just allows you to have that non-judgmental space you know and that's so so important because I wouldn't go to someone if I feel like they will judge me or if they're gonna you know say something like I I would rather go like I think personally throughout my life I would rather go to like a psychologist or life coach just because I know that that's their job to just listen and be there and they're not going to judge or give me advice. They're just there to reflect back to me, right? So I I feel like I'm in power because I get to choose and make my own decisions. And that's why it's interesting because when I give people, when I hold space for people, some people expect solutions. Some people expect me to give them, like, the re- you know, what they need to do uh, to change their lives. But I'm literally just holding space for people to return because we have that inner compass, you know. We all have it. But we're so focused on other people, so focused on everything else that is happening around us, you know, the job we need to do, the husband, I don't know, the, the wife, uh, the family and and we forget we forget to look within you know and it's just that this is what i love i love I talk about this because it's so so important 
I feel like people need to also hold other people accountable and responsible for what they do. I had a situation in multiple groups of friends right now with the to toxic femininity where these girls think that they're all rallying together in some kind of support towards like, oh, this person's talking ill of somebody else and we should all gang up on this person. Well, uh -huh. why? person that's involved with the person that's talking about them why don't they hold each other accountable and sit down and talk about it so nobody else has to be like wow let's chastise that one person that's talking crap instead of holding the two accountable for what the issue is why are they talking crap in the first place not oh let's dance on gossip you guys let's go all rally together against something instead of like looking at each other in the mirror and saying wow we both screwed up maybe or maybe one person was being a jerk and bullying so why are you bullying do you need something are you okay instead of oh i despise you because you're talking ill of me or something right this happens all over the world this happened with the the movements the black life matters this happened with asian hate this happened with everything everything that we've been dealing with all these people are creating gossip instead of actually dealing with the issue at hand. So when you guys are witnessing this in your own reality, how about the people that are involved in it? Why don't they say something to each other and then come to an agreement instead of causing more problems with each other? Mm. Yeah, it's kind of like people, we sometimes tend to take things personally and it's never personal. It's interesting because I would say everything is neutral until you give it meaning. So like if someone says something, it's you make it personal, right? Um, and so it's just, un yeah, if something triggers you, if something really affects you, then yeah, explore your thoughts about it. Um, see what's really happening within you so that you can respond to a situation rather than react because a lot of the situations what you were talking about I think there was a lot of reacting and people being defensive and feeling like they're being victimized so already when you think you're a victim you're going to act like you need to defend yourself. So obviously if any situation where you get triggered, you're gonna go into defense mode and then you're gonna blame everyone for their actions towards you. And it might simply be someone, you know, uh, I don't know, looking at you funny and you're already like exploding, you know? And that's, I guess, that's where all these, I feel like some of the things that you mentioned, like what are happening in the world is just this whole, like politics. I don't watch politics because the whole time is just people fight, like fighting words and it has nothing to do with politics anymore. It's just people like trying to up their game and to prove themselves who's better. And it's just coming from that place of uh, lacking, you know, uh, they, if, if, because if you, if you truly believe you are worthy and that you are good enough and that what you speak of is, I guess, correct or whatever in your view, then you do not need to prove yourself to anybody, right? If you know you're completely right, you love yourself, you know that this is, this is how it's going to be, why would you have to prove to someone, you know? Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because you know and, and I think some people, you know, go into defensive because they're like, oh, I need to prove myself because they feel like they're not already not good enough, that they have to prove themselves. And that's when, like, I guess conflict starts because everyone's trying to um, be right, you know? Exactly.
Well, I wanted to thank you so much for doing this impromptu live. And I want to thank all you guys that were watching and everything. This is going to be posted in the Spirituality Podcast. I'm really happy that we got to explore the ideas behind different types of impasse or people that understand emotions. I'm glad we got to also discuss on subjects that have to do with holding ourselves accountable and holding space for each other. Thank you so much for participating with me and we'll do another one randomly soon. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Like I just I just love being in your energy. Well, I love being in yours too. As I was telling her that I'll mention you guys before we close out our podcast post, but she is one of those people where I feel incredibly empowered like when we're talking and I feel like I can actually get my thoughts together and express what I want to share with you guys as tools and healing practices. So thank you so much, Eva, for not only being my friend, but being such an amazing spiritual teacher that you hold space for me too. It's interesting because I don't feel like I'm doing much. It's like when we talk, I, I just get so much insight from you, like whatever, you, you know, it's, it's interesting because you say you get to express yourself and like your, your, your thoughts and stuff. And then I take those thoughts and I'm like, you know, relating it to my life and being like, Oh, this is really interesting. Like, Oh wow. I didn't know that. Or these, all these insights. So it's like a give and take. And that's why it probably works so well, because it's like, I guess I'm giving you that space. And then the information you give, I, you know, I receive. So it's a back and forth, um, which is great. You know, that's kind of the, the relationships you kind of want in your life where it's like a give and take, you know. And just to keep in mind, we live across the world from each other, kind of. I mean, I'm in Arizona in the U.S. and you're, where are you? Uh, in Wales, UK. Yeah, so <laughs> that's eight hours difference, definitely far far away so i'm really happy that we know each other so thank you guys so much for watching and we'll do another one soon if you guys want a specific topic or a spiritual topic that you've been thinking about please please dm or message or comment on the posts so that i can accommodate and we'll do a live on it thank you guys so much and have an awesome day Bye -bye.